You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Welcome to this very first episode of Parenting in the Far North. My name is Ariane Arambiro. I am the mother of one very energetic eight-year-old. Throughout the course of this podcast, we're going to talk about any and all things dealing with being a parent from screen time, mental health, self-care, and much more. And we're starting today talking about some resources for those dealing with any type of postpartum feelings. Now, this topic is particularly important to me because I suffered from postpartum depression after the birth of my daughter, and getting help made such a difference. My first guest is Jocelyn Riley, who is a perinatal mental health professional. I'd like to introduce my guest today, Jocelyn Riley, mental health therapist with Perinatal Support at Providence. Jocelyn, thank you so much for being here and being one of our first guests for the podcast. Thank you for having me. So I also know you have a lot of other titles uh, under your name. So just give me a quick little rundown kind of of your resume um, in addition to what you do do at Providence. Sure. At Providence, I'm a mental health therapist, which means I get to see um, people outpatient. And my specialization is perinatal mental health. So I get to see um, mostly moms during pregnancy and postpartum. Um, We see a few dads and um, other support partners. Um, Very seldomly, uh, grandparents are another type of caregiver. Um, I also run a mommy support group. And that's once a week on, on Mondays called Monday Mamas. Very familiar with that. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. Sure. <laughs> um, I teach a class called Happiest Baby on the Block once a month. And um, outside of my Providence role, I volunteer for Postpartum Support International. And I am the chairperson of the Alaska chapter. Um, I'm also a mom of three kids. I love that. Well, welcome, welcome. So let's go back to, well, let's, let's start with mom role, your mom role. Um, this podcast really is kind of piggybacking off of my story after I had my daughter now who will be nine this year which my mind is blown I can't believe that but I went through postpartum depression um, I did do the mama Monday mama support class which was amazing and really and that was when I saw other moms we were just had our babies and kind of looking at each other why I like did this just really happen so you know everybody was kind of like, oh, you might experience the baby blues. But, you know, in my case, I did experience a postpartum depression. Having a maternal mental health counselor was amazing and support groups uh, and also sharing and being an advocate for my story. Um, if you feel comfortable to share, what was, I'm just curious, what was your experience like with your children? Did you experience any PPD during any of your pregnancies? Um, I have experienced depression and anxiety over my lifetime. And so I would say when I had my first kiddo, it exacerbated some of that stuff. Um, my first one did not sleep uh, very well at all for like a year and a half. So uh, there was some sleep deprivation that um, certainly caused probably more anxiety symptoms, I would say. Um, and then with my second kiddo, definitely more on the anxiety realm. Um, 
And I got support by seeing a therapist and um, reaching out to my community. And certainly doing this job has been very healing. I would say so. So let's start talk about um, what you do kind of on a daily basis and your support to uh, families and women and new moms. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, well, I only work part-time, which has been wonderful. Providence has been a great support um, for helping the employees feel like we can be um, there for our own families while at the same time serving in a really vital role and helping um, families. And so as a therapist, um, we have basically 50-minute sessions, um, and we might be working on, um, on adjusting to motherhood. We might be working with dealing with anxiety symptoms. Um, I did get trained in um, EMDR, which stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. That's a type of therapy to reprocess trauma and um, help, um, I like to say, help categorize the, the trauma so it gets filed away in the correct files in your brain, which I know is not very scientific. <laughs> That's okay. It, make, it makes sense to us. <laughs> makes sense to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that you're um, so that you're less activated um, by things that are happening in your environment. So if kids are whining, that can be very triggering, right? Mm -hmm. To like be like, oh my gosh, I'm like just feeling like, oh, like I can't um, go with my, go on with my day because my buttons are being pushed constantly. That I would say is a symptom of a postpartum anxiety if you're just feeling constantly triggered or activated. Um, so a treatment like EMDR can be helpful for that. Um, basic behavioral techniques. Uh, maybe I'm getting too in the weeds. No, but. you're good. You're good. Keep going. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of times we talk about self-care and I think that gets mm -hmm. kind of um, over talked about in, in the wrong direction. Um, so, when, when I talk about it, I mean, are you getting the sleep that you need? Are you getting the nutrition that you need? Are you getting space and time away from your kids? Um, we all need that. We all need that relaxation and space and, and time to um, just kind of think about your own experience um, without little ones in your face. Yeah, and touching mom, mom, and all that. Mom, I mom, can mom. totally relate to that. Um, you know, when I found a maternal mental health counselor, and I kind of stress that word maternal mental health, that was really important because I think a lot of people think, oh, let me just go to a counselor, which is fine. You know, I'm a big advocate for mental health, but for women and moms in general with PPD and, you know, and specifically in my case, talk a little bit about how important it is to kind of have that title of seeing a maternal mental health counselor because they can maybe kind of see and see some things and notice that maybe others don't. Yeah. And, you know, Again, uh, sometimes a general therapist can be super helpful. It just depends on what's going on and what mm -hmm. the situation is. I think someone that is specially trained in what we might call perinatal mental health, um, which is, just means pregnancy and postpartum or around pregnancy, um, that person has that training. Um, they're going to pick up on symptoms that maybe a general therapist isn't going to um, cue into. Um, there's going to be specialty knowledge about what is typical during pregnancy or what is typical during postpartum because a lot of those pregnancy symptoms and depression symptoms kind of overlap. So yeah. it's trying, kind of teasing out like, is this, is this depression during pregnancy or is this a normal pregnancy where you're feeling tired or you're feeling fatigued, lack of motivation, things like that. Um, some, sometimes it can certainly get into the point where 
let's say someone's having scary thoughts, um, which is common as um, a new parent, right? You're imagining mm -hmm. what's the worst thing that could possibly happen. And these things are coming through your head because you're like, I have to protect my baby, right? So these thoughts are normal to a point. Um, so if you're having some scary thoughts and you tell a therapist, gosh, I'm having some thoughts. These are what the thoughts are. I don't want to put too many specific thoughts out there. But um, um, sometimes someone, if they haven't had that specialty training, they might go, oh my gosh, you need to go to the emergency room right, right now. Yeah. And that's really not true. Um, so, you know, depending on what's going on, typically those those thoughts um, are a symptom of anxiety that, you know, we can talk about. It doesn't mean you need to go to the ER. It doesn't mean you need to be hospitalized. Um, and we can kind of normalize that a little bit and then figure out, is it happening every day? Is it happening multiple times a day? How disturbing is it to you? And, and kind of figure that out from there. And how do we kind of start to have those conversations of normalizing having those thoughts and especially for new moms to um, feel comfortable just even like saying it out loud? Yeah, I think that's where, you know, listening to special like maternal mental health podcasts come into play. Um, certainly um, the support group that we talked about briefly, um, reaching out to um, certain online groups. Um, mm -hmm. Certainly, I think there are certain groups online that where, where you're not going to get that support. And then there are that where you are. So just being cognizant of, you know, what type of organization you're reaching out to. Um, and certainly anyone who's been trained um, by like Postpartum Support International um, or there are a few other um, organizations that do that training, but just kind of looking at their credentials, like, hey, have they been trained? Do they know what they're talking about? Mm -hmm. Is that a, a safe person to talk to? And I know in Monday Mamas, I remember from you know, nine plus years ago, the topic came up about baby blues and kind of what to expect, you know, going through that. And then it was kind of a different transition after you had the baby. Then it was like, oh, okay, I'm I'm kind of like navigating all these weeds there. So for you running that, you've been running that for how long now? 11 years. 11 years. Uh, what, if, what do you see with running it um, prior to, you know, moms having the babies? And then, then do they come back? Do you see the difference? And, you know, what are some things that you touch on in, you know, the Monday Mama Support Group? Yeah, it's, we talk a lot about sleep and we talk a lot about um, the transition. Uh, we talk about partners and mm -hmm. maybe how supportive or not supportive they're being. Um, and they're, you know, partners are having an adjustment as well. Um, we, we talk a lot about return to work because it's a, a time frame. A lot of times people are coming during their maternity leave. Mm -hmm. So um, kind of that anxiety about going back to work. What's it going to look like trying to find daycare? Um, you know, that, that kind of leads into, um, another topic, which is some of the, um, some of the bigger issues that are not individual, right? In individual therapy or support group, we can't fix the daycare shortage. Right. You know, we can't fix that people don't have paid maternity leave. So things like the bigger topics do come up quite a bit. And I'm like, this isn't your fault that our system is failing moms, basically. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And, you know, a lot of anxiety around that. I see a lot of moms that just they don't go back to work, yeah. you know, and um, then they're trying to kind of figure out how to navigate this. And then they have other partners. You know, you mentioned partners. Talk about how partners play a role with new babies and um, they go through it, too, I feel like, but in their own different way. And then they have to watch and witness maybe if you're experiencing some of these, you know, anxiety and depressions and they're not quite sure what to do. What do you say to, to the partners involved? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So partners are going through their own experience, whether it's a, a wife or a dad. 
And um, so they have, you know, their own support groups that they could attend. Um, we have a dad's group um, on Saturdays at Providence um, that is free. They could just pop in. So it's kind of the counterpart to Monday Mamas. Um, it's called uh, Sat Dads or Saturdays. Sat Dads. Dad. <laughs> I love that. Sat Dads. <laughs> um and then um, Postpartum Support International does run um, several dad support groups as well that are online. Um, but yeah, it, it's really interesting because they're the typically the mom's biggest support person mm-hmm. because they're right there, but they're also having their own experience. So they almost have this double duty of supporting mom, you know, caring for the baby as well. And then they have to care for themselves. So, you know, both parents are having to do all of this thinking and and logistical like how do I care for me and care for the baby and care for my partner so it's really both ways so I think it's really really important for both people in the partnership to be able to reach out to outside people it's really not fair to put all of that on your partner to be your only support person so I think it's really important to reach out to community other support groups even if it's just an online community um, you know, a lot of people in Alaska are really isolated and they don't have yeah. family up here. Which was, I was going to say, you know, the isolation living in Alaska, you know, is, is like a knock at itself. And then you have these long winters, the cold, the dark. dark. And for moms who have their babies, maybe during this time, that just adds to that level of anxiety and depression. What do you say or what, are, what advice would you have for, um, you know, for that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, getting even uh, not even outside, but by the window mm, yeah. <laughs> when the sun is up, I'll put up in quotes um, around noon, you know, yeah. even just like sitting by the window during that light time of day around mm-hmm. noon and just like trying to get that sun in your eyeballs um, can be make a difference. And also bringing your baby to the window. Hey, look, sunshine. <laughs> um, as we get into February, March, you know, we're going to start to get more more sunlight and um, and so if you're able to go outside for a walk for 10 minutes, that's fantastic. Um, getting, you know, connecting with other people, e- even if it's um, a text to a friend. Yeah. Even if your family lives, you know, in, on the East Coast, you know, we use that Marco Polo app a lot. Oh, yeah. I have that with some friends. The only way yeah. I can keep in touch with my sister because we're four hours different. Yeah. And... You can watch it when you want, but yep. you still get a sense that they're there. <laughs> So it's a great way to keep in touch with people um, and just remember that you're not alone. And mm-hmm. I think that's the hard part. If if people are feeling really isolated, that depression lies, right? The mm-hmm. depression tells you you're alone and you're not. So you have to tell yourself, okay, I know I'm not alone. Maybe my family's not available. Maybe I don't have many friends. Who else can I reach out to? And that's where, you know, certainly Postpartum Support International um, you know, has a 24-7 hotline, uh, warm line. Yeah. <laughs> Maternal mental health hotline um, is funded by the federal government, uh, HRSA, and that is also text or phone call 24-7. So there lots of people to reach out to and talk to um, anytime, yeah. day or night. I love that, that you're not alone. You know, for me, reaching out to friends in addition to going to the counseling and working out, I started my fitness journey. I started doing at-home workouts because trying to lug her to a gym and that was just getting too hard. And so I was like, I just threw myself into like fitness and physical movement. And that was like, I was just like sweating and leaving it all on the floor. And that was a big help for me. Mm -hmm. My big thing was I struggled with breastfeeding. I wanted to breastfeed. I had it in my mind of like how I was going to do this. And in the hospital after I had her the three days, it was great. I had the little nurses, the lactation nurses coming in. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. And then it was when I got home and um, I just was like, oh, 
no one's around, no one's coming to bring me ice or check on my vitals. Like I'm responsible for this tiny human. And for me, that's when like, it just felt like everything was like, it just came out of nowhere and just hit me. And I just started bawling. And then I was like, what's happening? And then she was crying. And, uh, you know, talk a little bit about some of the breastfeeding struggles and two for moms, if, if you can't or produce, that's okay. You know, I had to go in and have the lactation consultant help me out because I was in pain. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, all or nothing thinking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes coming into birth, it's like, I have to give birth, quote unquote, naturally mm-hmm. or else I failed. And so that kind of thinking is like, you're just setting yourself up. <laughs> yeah. and, but it's not you. It's yeah. our, That's our culture. And that's mm-hmm. the message that we're getting in our culture. And then same with breastfeeding. I have to breastfeed or else I failed. Right. So we hear that a lot of this message when people do struggle with feeding, which is very, very common. Most people do, um, you know, and they're coming in and talking and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm a failure. I'm like, oh, my gosh. No, you're not. Yeah. Like you, you, you feed your baby any way you can. And that's that's what works for you, that's what works for your baby, then that's what you need to do, whether it's a bottle or, or breast. Um, we do have lactation consultants at, you know, at Providence who um, are fantastic. They're just like my favorite people. Um, <laughs> and so certainly, you know, there are resources in, certainly in Anchorage um, mm-hmm. to reach out to if you need help with um, breastfeeding support. Um Outside of Anchorage, you can certainly do a phone appointment. Um, it depends on what community you're in, if, if there's a specially trained lactation consultant, but um, certainly getting that information. And make sure, helpful. like you were saying, vetting and making sure it's the right information and the right people that are helping you out. Yeah, and that kind of leads into um, talks about medication and mm-hmm. breastfeeding. And most medications are safe for breastfeeding. Um, so sometimes you'll still hear like, oh, it's not safe to take Zoloft, but it is. It is safe. It's been studied for over 20 years. Um, and so really making sure you're getting the correct information on, you know, if you're on a medication, you know, it's probably okay. But certainly if you're on it during pregnancy, it's okay mm-hmm. during during nursing. During breastfeeding, yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned you were volunteered with Postpartum Support International. Alaska has a chapter. Um, talk a little bit about that and the, what they offer and, and what you all do. Yeah, we don't we don't do a lot of direct services. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more um, trainings for providers in the community. So we have an upcoming training in April. We haven't quite opened the registration yet, but it's going to be April 11th and 12th. It'll be two days of um, the components of care. So we're going to have um, the speakers from postpartum big big PSI we call them <laughs> postpartum mm-hmm. sport international the central. Um, they're going to fly into Alaska and um, do two days of training. Then we're going to have um, an all-day training in advanced psychotherapy for this population, and then an all-day training in advanced psychopharmacology. Wow. So we are we got some uh, grant funding from the um, Alaska Mental Health Trust and for travel scholarships as well, so we can have people from all over Alaska fly in to do those trainings. Very excited about that. And then we're going to have two days of perinatal loss and bereavement. So, and that one's limited to 100 participants. For PSI, the Alaska chapter, is that something that local, like, moms can get involved with as volunteers? Or is that more folks who have the titles of, like, uh, you know, counselors and doctors and physicians and things like that? If people want to get involved or lend their support in any kind of way. Yeah, if people want to volunteer, they can certainly email. Um, it's really for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my favorite things about volunteering for PSI is you can – most, I'd say most people that volunteer for them have had some sort of experience themselves. Mm. Um, not all, not all. Some people are 
specialty, you know, in this field and, and are just super interested in it, really into it. But, um, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of volunteer opportunities. So I also volunteer as a local coordinator. So if someone calls the helpline and that maybe they're talking to a volunteer from PSI who lives in Texas, we'll say, and then they say, well, I'm looking for a local, um, you know, I'm looking for some local help. Mm -hmm. Then they'll say, oh, I'm going to connect you with Jocelyn in Anchorage <laughs> since you live in Anchorage. And she'll make sure you get connected to the local resources so that I contact that person. It's a lot of time by text is their their preferred mode of, of contact. So I text them and say, hi, I live in Anchorage too. You know, are you looking for a therapist? Are you looking for a support group? What are you looking for? And then I'll give them a list of three or four therapists mm -hmm. who take their insurance, who I happen to know have openings. <laughs> so we kind of have a running list of who ha who's doing what mm -hmm. um, to try to keep, you know, a finger on the pulse so that people aren't running into dead ends. Because the last thing you want is someone to reach out for help. And then they're like, I called four people. Nobody has openings or they don't take my insurance or uh, they're not even calling me back. Yeah. And that's very disheartening mm -hmm. for people. So I want to make make it as easy as possible for them and encourage them to get involved with some of the support, either my support group mm -hmm. or one of the online support groups, whatever's going to work for them. So, Jocelyn, let's talk a little bit about um, the support that you all offer. What would you tell folks out there, a mom or a family member listening and saying, hey, I think this would be great for X person. Where do they start? What do they do? You know, what do you offer for them? Yeah, we just opened our brand new clinic. We moved out of the Children's Hospital, and now we're... Um, just kind of across on Piper Street, so still on campus at Providence in Anchorage. Um, and it's called Perinatal Support, which, as we talked about, means pregnancy and postpartum, and it's outpatient counseling. So um, the other clinician that we have with us, um, Whitney, is her second career. She joined um, our clinic specifically because she wanted to um, work with this population and work in this field, and she's so wonderful. And then we have two clinical interns who um, also went back to school after a previous career so that they could focus on the in this population. So it's really exciting. But um, so there's the four of us right now, mm -hmm. and um, we provide outpatient therapy. Our phone number is 907-212-2014. And so anyone can call and make an appointment if they feel like this sort of service would be helpful for them or if they want to touch base and are curious um, yeah, about anything, um, we're happy to touch base with them. Um, I, I think I've heard a lot from patients that they really like the new office mm -hmm. because they can just drive up on Piper Street, park right there and walk right in the building. And so they don't have to deal with walking through the hospital, which they did before. Um, and that our offices are a little bit bigger. We have nice bigger windows and um, that, that sort of thing is a little more refreshing. I love that. And for the Monday Mamas, um, obviously it's on Monday, but again, what time does that run? And then you said for dads, Sat Dads, Saturday Dads, what time is that? Yeah, Monday Mamas is at 11 o'clock in person. Um, and that's still at entrance number five on Health Drive. Um, and those we're hoping to keep continuing that people register online before okay. they come. So when they register online, um, if you Google Parenting with Providence, Monday Mamas or something like that. Um, it should pop up and um, and then same for Sat Dads. Um, that's at nine o'clock on Saturdays. But pre-registration is great because then we know how many people are coming. If okay. nobody registers, it does auto cancel. Okay. So, that the so register. Person doesn't show up. <laughs> what do you get out of the work that you do? Hmm. 
Um, I love how every day is different. I love hearing people's stories, which is probably another reason I like listening to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love hearing people's stories. And then I know that I'm helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feels good at the end of the day to just feel like, okay, I know I made a difference. Even if they're not magically better in one session, <laughs> I, I know that I made a, at least a little bit of a difference. Um, and, you know, our kids don't say like, thanks, mom, you're doing great. <laughs> but I do have patients say thank you. So, yeah. you know, it, it really does feel good. I love that. And, you know, what would you say as we kind of wrap things up to uh, a mom listening or someone who just had a baby or they're kind of feeling all the feels and trying to navigate, you know, motherhood? What would be something that you can say that could resonate with them or you hope that they'll take to heart and take away? Yeah, certainly that they're not alone. Uh, I think a lot of times people question, like, am I, do I have depression or anxiety? You don't have to know Mm -hmm. in order to make an appointment and talk with someone, right? You don't have to have a diagnosis in order to come to the support group. You can just be like, I just want some extra support. That's it. It doesn't, there's no qualification on, you know, making an appointment Mm -hmm. or coming to the group. So um, really, if you want extra support, make an appointment, come to support group, reach out. You're certainly not alone. There are so many people out there that want to help. Um, It's such an amazing field to be in. It's just very positive vibes. Um, Not toxic positive, (laughs) but um, yeah, it's just, it's really wonderful and it's growing. Um, You know, I'm hoping our clinic can grow more, perinatal support can grow more, um, and and it will. But um, just the field of perinatal mental health and the number of people we're, you know, hoping to train in April is maybe high goals, but I'm really looking forward to having providers from all over the state of Alaska get trained specially so that they can really be there for those moms in Juneau and um I, I don't know why I picked on Juneau, but <laughs> sorry, all over the state. Yeah, all it's a big state. state. It's a big state. And, you know, not just specifically Anchorage, but to be able to, you know, fl- flood those resources out. And, you know, you mentioned you are not alone. I can certainly attest to that because that's, you know, I thought I was like, am I the only one feeling this way? And then until I started talking about and sharing my story and hearing from other moms, I was like, oh, I'm not. And, you know, I think COVID going through the pandemic really kind of blew the lid off of mental health and making it and normalizing it. And so I just hope we can continue in that direction, even for, you know, new moms and mamas and even dads, too. We can't forget the dads. They're they're affected in, in a different way or your partners in general. But um, that we are normalizing that it's OK to if you had a baby and you're not feeling too great to talk and tell someone that 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 is totally OK. And I hope that we can, you know, it's conversations like this that'll continue that train and it just be like, oh, what'd you do Saturday? That's next conversation. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, any final thoughts or words uh, before we end, before I let you go? I know we could sit here and talk mamas and this all day. I, it's a definitely a topic I'm, um, you know, passionate about, but I'll let you, uh, any final thoughts? Yeah. One more thing I'll say is that the other rewarding thing about this field is that our brains are changing so much during pregnancy and postpartum that it's so, they're, they're just malleable. Mm-hmm. So when you get, when you get the help, you get better quickly. Um, it's, it's so amazing to see. Well, Jocelyn, thank you for being our guest and taking the time to talk with us. I had a wonderful time and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. 
I want to thank Jocelyn again for joining me today. This is a new podcast and we appreciate your support. So don't forget to like and subscribe. Subscribe.